Hi, guys, and welcome to Vote Blue for Biden. I'm the founder and host, Harmony Ramston. And I am Ari Weiss, one of the co-hosts. Hi, I'm Addie. I'm the uh, blog co-coordinator. Hi, I'm John, and I'm one of the co-hosts. So one of the most important things that we want to do on this podcast is to focus on unifying the left and center to work together to vote Biden in. I think it's really important that we can unify the Democratic Party because even if even if we can't agree on all the issues, I think we all can agree that uh, the biggest existential threat to our country is the man who is currently the president. And even yes. if we don't agree on everything, we have to work uh, to put a Democrat in the White House. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just people who don't vote are just from a place where they're really gifted in the position that they don't have to care about not voting because so many people in lower income brackets are disproportionately affected by having a Republican president in cutting welfare for them, cutting health care for them, cutting food stamps for them. And not voting is just from a position of privilege. And it's really someone just saying that they don't care about the future of our democracy and for the chance for lower income people to have a chance at advancing their role in society and receiving welfare as they should. Right. And yeah, people's lives are really at stake in this election. It's not when you put Biden and Trump on the same level, you're saying that um, they're interchangeable, which they're not. If you go to JoeBiden.com and you look at his policies, you see that so many of them are starting one. They've already been pretty progressive. He will be the most progressive president we have ever had in office. And two, um, even just since Bernie has dropped out, he's adopted so many of the policies that were sort of groundbreaking for Bernie in his campaign. Like even just for just one example, um, making colleges tuition free for the lower and middle classes for everyone who makes under $125,000 a year, I think. Like even just that, the idea that then you would put Biden and Trump on the same pedestal, it just, it just, it's not right. And yeah. it's quite important to vote. And like another example with that, um, going off what you said, is like with with climate change, he has definitely adopted like a lot of like he's starting to like transition to a more progressive side of climate change. For example, he has the framework of a Green New Deal. Before he really didn't have anything related to that, but now he's at least like he's making the framework of that. And he also has a hundred percent clean energy economy by twenty fifty. The Green New Deal is twenty thirty. So like he's almost he's almost pushed that there. And he wants to recommit to the Paris Agreement. So there's a lot of things that um, Bernie supporters, I, I feel, that can still hop on board with Biden. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people don't recognize the fact that Bernie and Biden are very similar. And Biden is much further from Trump than he is from Bernie. Yeah, Absolutely. and also, even if you just, you got to get Biden in office. And we know, like, even just from past experience now, we know how open he is to changing his views. And we know how open he is to... Um, just like adopting other people's policies. That's what he's doing almost every day in his campaign right now. So he will be, he's going to be flexible. And I think that's what really what we need in a leader. And there's no saying that the 2050 idea won't change 2030 eventually. It's not. Yeah. I think there's a real possibility that we'll get what we're looking for in him. Yeah. I think one of, one of the things that's most important for Biden is making sure that we're all unified and that we don't have these gridlocks in Congress that we often see right now. So with someone like Bernie, who's extremely liberal, a lot of his stuff wouldn't pass 
through a Republican um, House or a Republican Senate. And with Trump, a lot of things aren't passing through the Democratic House. So I think it's really important that he is flexible in that. And he's advocating for the rights of people over his own personal beliefs in times where it can create gridlock. And, like, oh, go ahead. I think one of the great things about him, actually, is how bipartisan he's been throughout his career. He's willing to work with both sides. You know, obviously, uh, with his policies, he's a Democrat, but he's willing to work with the Republicans. He's been good friends with Republicans throughout his tenure. But he also, I think he understands the weight of the Democratic Party on his shoulders, and he's willing to accept new ideas that are for the better of the party. That's definitely crucial that he has that side. And also, um, when you just, Joe Biden has just always been like a man of decency. And I think in this election, more than just policy, which obviously is so important, but more than just policy, we need to make America respectable again. And if we have Trump in office another four years, we're still not going to be respected by other countries. And I just feel like we have to restore integrity of our country. So even if Biden isn't progressive enough for some people, I mean, you're choosing between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. I mean, if you just watch one of Donald Trump's press conferences on the coronavirus, you know that he's not morally fit to be president. So at this point, and Joe Biden obviously is a man of decency. He's always been like, he's always been such a great leader. So it's just really, everybody needs to get out and vote. That's how we're going to win this election. Yeah, something I noticed about just what a good person he is. Well, one, um, to what you said, I think he actually has put out um, a campaign ad or two uh, like putting Trump's um, press conferences against what he has said about the coronavirus. And it's it's just pretty funny to watch. Um, just like, you don't even need to make like negative things about Trump. He does it himself. Yeah, exactly. uh, we don't even need, he doesn't even, Joe doesn't even need to try that hard to make Trump look bad. Um, and I think, and another thing that I think makes him just a really good person was that at the beginning of this election, cycle at the beginning when all when there were like 20 democrats all um vying to get the nomination um joe did not do very well at the beginning he didn't um it it didn't look like he would have a shot at all he lost consistently he got like fourth place almost behind amy klobuchar in um some of the uh primaries and um even when he was really losing like that he still um he still behaved with integrity and like decency and compassion he still had hope for america even when it didn't look like he had a chance and it worked for him because he was able to pull back and now look where he is now when trump loses though it's um it's more like you can obviously see what kind of a person he is when he loses and i think you can really judge the character of a person by how they behave when things don't go their way. And I think based on how Joe Biden behaved, he's really worth the presidency. And yeah, and obviously Joe Biden's had a really rough life. I mean, he's lost a lot of loved ones and such. And he just keeps persevering through all those things. And he somehow still stays positive. I just commend him for just being the leader that he is, even after the life that he's led. And you are right, though, about Trump losing. If Trump loses anything, he'll just call it fake news or fake polls or fake CNN. And it's just not the quality you should have. You shouldn't have a president that calls the press the enemy of the people. That's just a fact. You shouldn't have a president that calls the president. That literally goes against everything of what I'm yeah. against. Yeah, exactly. It's in our constitution. Free speech, yeah. 
I also think it's important because Biden really exemplifies the American dream. He didn't start off rich. He started off in a small town and he grew his way through. He passed a lot of progressive stuff in Congress and then he ended up being vice president, handling international relations really well. And now he's here. It's really showing what the American dream is. And it's showing people that no matter how low they are now, they always have a chance to go higher. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he had, I know for a while he had the nickname Middle Class Joe, and that's really, you know, if you may not agree with all of Joe Biden's policies, but a lot of people, they just want, they want improvements for the middle and the lower classes. And Joe Biden consistently across his career has fought for the middle class. He's fought to, you know, raise some people from the lower classes into the middle class to give them a better life for their family. And that will only continue if he's elected. Yeah, because he's been in that position before, so he understands what it takes to lift someone out of a lower position in society and to help people through welfare benefits and through improving their social class and their economic status. I think this pandemic has just shown the glaring need for leadership. You know, watching the press conferences every day, you know, the president is asked, you know, a pretty fair question and he calls reporters mean and nasty. Now, there's just there's such a lack of leadership in the White House right now, and it's it's quite honestly glaring. Um, and I think that that's that void can be filled by Joe Biden um, entirely. Yeah, I think one of the most important things that we're trying to do, that Biden's trying to do, that we're trying to do through this podcast is to speak to students and people who are younger, who don't always understand how we need to work towards unification and helping the lower classes in America. So I think that's one of the most important things that Biden's doing in his campaign by helping out, like you said, with free colleges or cheaper colleges for people who can't afford it and helping out students in every way that he can. Because I think that's really important for 2020 because a lot of students seem to be more progressive. So it's helping them move towards really like a smaller scale revolution in America. So obviously, and you're correct about that. And obviously like Bernie the other day endorsed Biden. And it was, it was a really nice, it was a really nice stream to watch with uh, Joe and Bernie with like different ideologies coming together. I'm going to play a clip of uh, the Bernie slash Joe endorsement. And we can react to that after it's over. We are in a terrible unprecedented, and I don't share the understanding. We've got to go forward right now and out of this in an unprecedented way. I can address the terrible pain of so many of our fellow Americans are feeling. So today I am asking all of you, asking every Democrat. And then I'm asking a lot of Republicans to come together in this campaign to 
Jennings was listening to Joe and Bernie laugh together about what a horrible yeah. job Trump is doing in office. <laughs> it's heartwarming, really. Yeah. Exactly, because it just shows that people from two totally different ideologies can agree on one basic ideal that Trump is obviously not fit to be president. It's just, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really motivating. You know, I have the utmost respect for Bernie. He fought so hard over the course of five years and two campaigns. He fought so hard for his movement and for his campaign. And, you know, the fact that now he's willing to come together with Joe to unify the party, it really speaks to his character and also his understanding of the danger that our current president uh, faces to this country. I think it, it shows, yeah, I think it shows his character, but it also shows his growth. Um, because in 2016, this was not the case. I'm not sure when exactly it was that he endorsed Hillary, but he endorsed her very late in the primaries. And then I don't believe he campaigned very vigorously for her. And he has been blamed for the Democratic Party not coalescing um, fast enough in order for Hillary to beat Trump. So that was definitely an issue in 2016. And I think now endorsing Biden in early April, I think that really shows how far he's come, how like how damaged this country really is from Trump's horrific leadership, what if you can even call it that. I think it really shows how desperate the situation is and how much we need Trump out of office right now. Yeah, and he's recognizing the fact that we have a threat in our office right now, a threat to our democracy, a threat to the rights of every single person, whether they're a student or a veteran or someone who's retired. Every single person is threatened by Trump being in office. And it's really important that Biden and Bernie and every other candidate who was running for 2020, that they all work together to try to make sure that we can get Trump out of office. Because this election, it isn't about large-scale reform. It isn't about a revolution of the system. It's about making sure that we turn our Congress, our mayoral elections, our Supreme Court, it's making sure that we turn them blue because that's the most important thing, that we vote blue no matter who. Poor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I mean, we really need to get another liberal judge on so she can finally retire. I'm checking the news every day to make sure she's still okay because we need her in the Supreme Court. <laughs> and if you have Trump reelected and you know if she's replaced with another conservative all of the important liberal policies go out the window then it becomes a 6 to 3 conservative majority and everything that the liberals have worked for goes out the window entirely don't like the idea of lifetime terms for judges in the first place which I think is ridiculous but obviously we have to deal with that so definitely definitely that's another huge advantage of what I think Joe Biden yeah. Because, I mean, if we do have another, a really Republican Supreme Court, then we risk things like Roe v. Wade. We risk things right. like making sure that people receive welfare. We risk so many things that we cannot have it happen again, where we have Republicans dominating the Supreme Court. And that trickles down to even smaller scale local elections. That's the same type of thing. We can't have this Republican anti-everyone who isn't a WASP male legislation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, as, as big as the differences between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, it's not, it's not all about just the two men running for president. You know, there's so many 
different uh, aspects of everyone's lives that will be affected by the outcome of this race. And it's not just, you know, who gets to sit in the Oval Office. There's so many important outcomes that rely on this election. Yep. And obviously, of course, to like the Senate majority, we've got to flip that. And I think a Biden presidency will definitely help with that. Um, and just in general, like kids looking up to the president should see Joe Biden and not Donald Trump. I just feel like it's just it's just going to his rhetoric, the rhetoric that he uses. And obviously, this is after he knows this, but like just the rhetoric is just it's terrible. Yeah, I feel like this election is definitely going to create a huge tangible change on electoral politics even 10 years from now, 20 years from now, because this is really a turning point in American society. We're in 2020, there's so many things that are supposed to be changing, so many deadlines set. And it's really important that we have someone in the Oval Office that really defends people's rights and makes sure that we all receive the same rights, whether we're in different income classes, whether we're different races, different sexualities. It's really important that we make sure that everyone gets their rights protected by a president who's respectable. Right. And like, and yeah, and like voting for a president who's just respectable is the most important thing because, and I can speak to this, like, I know that a lot of people in students uh, for Biden come from different campaigns. Like, some of them come from Warren, some of them come from Bernie, some of them come from Pete. I came from like Pete and Beto, sort of that area. And it just shows that you, we have to unify under one candidate, even though he wasn't your first choice. It's just a matter of comparison to Donald Trump. That's what it is. So, like, people definitely come from all different campaigns. Which the, everybody needs to vote blue, like, no matter who, which the saying is, obviously, it's just so important. Yeah, and it's it's just, yeah, and what you said earlier about it not just being um, the presidential race that's so impactful. The Senate is like at a turning point we have the house is blue right now but if we could turn the senate blue as well i mean i know there's an actual challenger against uh lindsey graham right now his name is jamie harrison i'm actually campaigning for him he's an amazing person and he's only four points behind uh lindsey graham he actually outraised graham this quarter i mean just all of these down ballot races where it doesn't seem like democrats have a huge chance but they could pull through I mean, just imagine what we could get done if we had Biden as president and a blue Senate and House. It's just right. Yeah. And like, I, think, I remember. Go ahead. I think Biden is honestly the best candidate for down ticket results because he's a familiar name that I think a lot of American people can trust. And so, you know, if if his name is on the Democratic ticket, then I think people are more comfortable with you know maybe voting for other Democratic senators or representatives of the House. Yeah, and. And another thing with um, the Senate, um, I remember in 2018, um, when Bader O'Rourke went, went against Ted Cruz in the Senate race, he only lost by a couple of points. And that was with Trump being president. If we have a Biden presidency, I mean, Beto's got an actual shot at beating out Ted Cruz in that, in that race, which is huge for Texas. Texas is just a red state. So that just be one more step to turning Texas blue, even. Absolutely. Yeah, there's like there's a huge trickle down effect with the president first and then just bringing it down to every single piece, every single legislator in America. And then affects international politics, too, because how we've mentioned, Biden is a respectable person. He has a respectable name. And seeing someone who actually really understands international politics and the type of policies that we have around the world and really putting other countries 
on the same level as America and not valuing American politics over everyone else. That's one of the things that Biden has always stood for. And it's really important that we continue to do that and make sure that we take this democratic wave and bring it through America, through the presidential race, congressional races, mayoral races, all the way to countries across the world. Right. And as Bernie said, as someone who actually read the Constitution, <laughs> we have a president right now who's who's actively tweeting to liberate certain states that are in quarantine. Like, oh, that, yeah, I saw that. Oh my that, God. that is so dangerous. We are in a time where it's just so incredibly irresponsible. And, and there are people that really feel this way, and he's only like fueling them. Yeah. And that hydroxychloroquine thing, he's advertising this chemical that you put in fish tanks that has not been like tested. It has not been approved. Someone died from trying to drink it. They drank fish tank cleaner because that's what it is. I mean, it's just, he's just a danger to human society. And it's just, especially with the coronavirus, you could see from the clip earlier how both Bernie and Biden were just, like, astounded at how incapable Trump is of handling this crisis. I mean, yeah, and, like, this is Trump's last tweet, quote, China wants Sleepy Joe so badly, they want all of those billions of dollars they have that they have been paying to the U.S. back and much more. Joe is an easy mark, they're a dream candidate. Like, who, t- who tweets like that Especially when you're a president? First of all, even if you're not a president, who tweets like that? It's like, well, he's a president. <laughs> Yeah, I think actually, I think it's pretty good that he's tweeting about Biden like that. It means he's scared. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. He insults people, the more he's scared of them. He's yeah. like a kindergarten, like he's like a toddler. Like he lashes out when he feels threatened, and I think he feels really threatened. He called the media the other day the lamestream media. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's just- yeah, it's just important because we're really seeing that. Trump sees Biden as a threat and he sees that he's probably not going to end up winning this election. And we can see that through his tweets, through everything he's been saying, through him lashing out at reporters. It's really exemplifying that we can make this change in America and we can take Trump out of the office. Exactly. Yeah. And then I think it's interesting how he calls um, Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. But if you look at what he was doing during the coronavirus outbreak, I think Trump is the one who's been sleepy and he's been lazy about caring about people and preventing the spread of the pandemic. If you just look at his his, uh, his temperament during uh, his behavior during those press conferences, he looks like a, a toddler standing up there. Yeah, and just for once, like, it's not about him. The coronavirus crisis is not about him. Biden says it's not his fault. It's sort of, I sort of think it is Trump's fault, the crisis, because he fired the pandemic team. But um, more than that, I just, I think that, like, it's not about him. It's This is not a game. He's putting the lives of Americans at risk. And he's he's really threatening everything, our people's livelihoods, people's economies, I think one of the reasons why it's just so dangerous if we were to have another four years. Right. And it's, I mean, everything we've said is just absolutely true because we just, we can't have a president who name calls and who berates and who literally insults Greta Thunberg on uh, Twitter 
that she needs to get out more or something. I forget what exactly he said, but something like that. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous. It really is. I mean, he's insulting, he's insulting children. He's insulting people who are disabled. He's insulting people with speech impediments. I mean, it's ridiculous that we have someone who's acting like a toddler who's ruling America right now. And I think that's one of the most important things that that's really why we're creating this whole movement in 2020, because we can't have America looking ridiculous and we can't have someone ruining international and domestic politics. Foreign leaders, they, they laugh at him. You know, there's been videos of, you know, all the European prime ministers and presidents, like, laughing at him in public. Because that that's what he is, is he's a joke to the rest of the world, and we need to restore, we need to restore America to the world power that it has been and should continue to be. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's all we're going to be doing for this first episode. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And you can check us out at our Instagram, underscore B4B podcast, underscore, or check us out at the website. So we're so happy that you guys are tuning in, and we really hope that we can continue this podcast and educate people about the 2020 election. Yeah, this is great, guys, and keep tuning in every week. We're going to have different people on each week. We're going to keep it fresh, keep it smooth, and keep it good and running. And it's going to be a, I feel like it's going to be a good resource to push by into the presidency, along with everything else. Yeah, definitely. Can't I can't wait to see this uh, grow. Okay, thanks, guys. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>